Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Family, family, welcome back. Man, it seems like it's been a year since I've been talking to you, and it's only been a week. I couldn't wait to get back online with you. Hey, guys, I got a great show today. We have not, not I, we have a great show today. I got one of the best recruiters, directors of recruiting in the entire country with me. His name is Sherman Morris. Sherman, how you doing, Sherman? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Hey, today is all about college football recruiting. We're going we're gonna to talk strictly about college football recruiting. We're going to try to answer all the questions that any parent or kid would possibly have in this recruiting process because it's gotten to a point now, guys, to where Hey, this is the most important part of, of a successful college football program. If you can't recruit, you can't win. The greatest recruiters, the best recruiters are the ones that are winning. And not only are they the ones that are winning, but they have guys like Sherman Morris that are sitting behind the scenes and that are running the entire program and that are bringing these kids in, into the programs and allowing them to have success. And again, people, this all about college football recruiting. Sherman Moore, Sherman, I just want to give the people a little, a little background information on you. All right. Now, I've been knowing you for a long time, but everybody else doesn't know you. So we got to take our time and make sure that everybody knows who Sherman Morris is. I want everybody to know and understand that this is the guy. If you want, if you got any recruiting questions, you have anything that you want to talk about throughout the recruiting process or you know, if you want your son to get recruited or why isn't he getting recruited or what is it going to take for him to get recruited, this is the guy to talk to. I've been on him for a long time. Sherman, we did a, a coach's clinic down there with one of our best friends in Willie Sneed. And I'll never forget that show. You remember that show? I mean, the, the um, coach's clinic we did down in West Palm Beach? I do. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. But... What was most intriguing to me was your presentation. Now, there was only about 12 people in the classroom, but your presentation alone taught me so much, and it made me step up my game. And, and that's why I wanted you on this show, because I know everybody needs to hear, hear strictly directly from you, and they need to know who they can call. All right. So we got Sherman Morris, who right now is the director of player personnel, director of recruiting for the University of Memphis. OK, Sherman was also director of player personnel for LSU when they were in their prime. Not to say that they're not good this year. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, you know, but when Sherman Morris was at LSU, Sherman, y'all won a, a national championship that year, didn't you? That you cool. played. We were able to win a national championship and uh, we actually competed for two. And uh, we won two Southeast Conference championships while I was there. That's what, okay, that's what I'm talking about. See, people you hear, he's all about championships. Not only did he win the championship at LSU, but he went down to Glade Central in the muck while he was coaching at Glade Central, and they won a state championship as well. Now, Sherman has also been the assistant athletic director for recruiting, scouting, and player personnel at Arizona State University. Okay, and that, that was what, for just a couple of years, Sherman? Yeah, that was just a year. I was over there. I was okay. over there for a year. Okay. All right. 
But right now, you're the director of recruiting for the University of Memphis. Tell us a little bit about the University of Memphis and uh, what your role is up there right now. Uh, University of Memphis is a great institution, and we have a great head football coach, and, and Mike Novell does a great job, really, really passionate about the game. Um, he is an offensive-minded coach, but, you know, we lead with our defense. We're an attacking style of defense, but our offense puts up a lot of points. We play in the American Conference, which is a high-scoring conference, and um, here at the University of Memphis, uh, everything that we do is about service, sacrifice, and respect. Uh, we have a commitment to our student-athletes, not only for four years, but when you come to the University of Memphis, it's a 40-year experience. You know, we want to build relationships, lasting relationships, is, is what Coach talks about. We want to impact young men's lives. Um, what you have to understand is that for a lot of student-athletes, you know, their, their first-generation student-athletes or students, college students, and what we try to do is make sure that we are giving them an opportunity to not only play football, but earning a meaningful degree. Because we know right now if a, a 17, 18-year-old kid is playing football for another 10 years, he's 28 years old at that point, and he's outlasted all of his peers for the most part. So what is he going to do for the next 40 years? Here at the University of Memphis, what we're trying to do is make sure that our student-athletes are prepared for life, not only during the game, but life after the game. So you're getting education on and off the football field. And, and again, with a, with a, with a bright head football coach that pays extreme attention to the smallest detail, it gives us an advantage, not only when we're playing football, but when we talk about recruiting, because I've been around a couple of different programs, and our head football coach is thoroughly involved in our recruiting process. I, I call it total recall because he can remember a jersey number or, or a certain play on a clip, and we go through do, just this cycle alone. We went through over 850 prospects. We watched film specifically on that. Now, you're going to, for the most part, have you know 20,000 prospects that you're looking at on an annual basis. But to watch close to 1,000 on film is something that I've never really been a part of as a staff. Now, we do that as far as a recruiting or support staff where we're cutting up film and, and preparing our coaches in order to you know, evaluate talent. But to say that you've had an evaluation process in place and that your program, your assistant coaches have seen close to 1,000 kids to make sure that you're getting the right ones, I've never been around anything like that. And, and, and again, Coach Norvell is, is, is a person that believes in fit and family. Here at the University of Memphis, we want to make sure that it is not only a fit for our student-athletes, but it is a fit for us because, again, we run an attacking style of defense. We run an explosive offense, high scoring, and we want to make sure that that's a good fit because, again, we want our student-athletes, when they come in, to have a quality experience. And, and you know, that's, that's a little bit about what, we, what, what we're about. We have a, a really, really good team this year. We're excited about uh, this upcoming season. But like most football teams, it's all about health. How healthy can you stay and how close can your team come so that they're playing unselfishly and that we have, and obviously the ball has to bounce your way a couple of times. You know, you, you don't play this game without a little bit of luck here and there. So right. you know, we're hoping for an exciting season. Well, man, I'm looking forward to watching y'all play. But Sherman, you, you said a couple of things that really stu- you know, stood out to me. And the, the one thing is so important to me, and I don't know if everybody quite understands when you say meaningful degree, you know, and, and again, from my experience, and, and I coached for a long, I coached for 16 years, and, you know, I'm proud to say that, but I'm also 
you know, one of those types of coaches that when I sit in a kid's living room and I'm telling his mom and dad that if you come to my school, you're going to get a college degree and it's going to carry you for the rest of your life. Now, most of the times that, that, that's, that's correct. Okay. But it's gotten to a point now to where after I'm out of the game, And I still communicate with a lot of my players, you know, and you know as well, you know, you develop a relationship with those kids, even in the recruiting process, whether they come play for you or not, that relationship lasts forever. But some of the kids that ended up playing for me, regardless of what school it was at, you know, these kids are sitting here now with college degrees, Sherman, and it's still hard for them to get a job. So explain, explain to, to, to the family a little bit more about what you mean when you say a meaningful degree, because these kids need to understand that. These kids, they just can't go to school and say, OK, look, I'm going to major in this, you know, with no thought, because that's the, most of my kids are thinking, what, I go to college, now I'm going to the pro. I'm just going to major in something so I can go out there and play. But our kids and these parents, these families, my family needs to understand what we say when we when we when we call it a meaningful degree, elaborate on that for me a little bit there. Uh, and that, that's a good question. I'm I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I, I was fortunate enough when I first got into into um, this side of what I would call the the administrative side of uh, collegiate athletics. I was able to work under Les Miles, a, a great man, a great head football coach. I enjoyed the opportunities that he provided for me. He had a thing. He he spoke about the full measure of success. You're not only going to have a championship ring on one hand, but you want to have a degree in the other hand as well. That's the full measure of success. So when we talk about a meaningful degree, we're talking about the workforce. Where does that degree, how is it marketable? How is that degree putting you in position so that you could fulfill your hopes and dreams? And not only just a degree, but what kind of internships does the institution provide for you? You're on campus, but in the summer, you're taking a part, part-time schedule, anywhere from six at the most nine hours. So you've got a bulk of your day, and then there's a limited contact as far as lifting weights and training. So with that in mind, you have flexibility within your schedule that allows you to do a summer internship or a job that's going to allow you to develop those relationships. Because, again, like football, in, in most industries, people hire people that they know. And so when you're talking about, a meaningful degree, not only do you want the paper, you want the relationships in place. You want to make sure that you have a quality major. Where are the jobs? You're talking about the technical uh, field. You're talking about the medical field. You, if you're going into management, uh, wh- where are those jobs and how do they, what do they look like? And what kind of internships or relationships that you can develop in those four years that if you are fortunate enough to go to and play at that in the NFL, you have an opportunity after that in order to pursue um, a, a career in that field. But if you're not fortunate enough to go to the NFL, how does that degree combined with those relationships put you in position in order to have gainful employment? Because you just don't want a job. You want, you want a career. And so right. you need the, the knowledge, which is a degree, but you also right. need that experience, which is the internship. And so it goes wow. hand in hand, and that's why I tell them, if you if you are and, and Wayne Lyons, who was a kid, I, I think you remember him went to Dillard High School. Yep. My, our, our experience in recruiting him was one that really really taught me a lesson 
because he had his 50, 50 question questionnaires that every school had to complete if they wanted to recruit him. And what wow. he asked in that, in that, and I started using that as a framework that we would give to our recruits so that they would know you, these are some of the questions that he asked and here's our answers. And so what we tried to do was then was validate, okay, this how many student athletes that we have graduating in this major. This is how many we have graduating in this major. So you have a history or a record of success in quality degrees. Again, that's what gotcha. the meaningful degree really means, that you're getting a degree gotcha. of value combined with the internships that allow you to develop relationships so that you can secure gainful employment when you get finished playing football. Okay. Now, that says a mouthful. We're going to stay on that topic. Now, we're going to take a, a, a break right here. But as soon as we get back, Sherman, we want to talk a little bit more about that. And, and again, hey, family, if you're out there and if you, got, if you have any recruiting questions, give us a call. 888-346-9144. I got the man sitting with me right here. Let's do it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're elk bound and down this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Joining us is Randy Newberg, host of Loopholds Fresh Tracks with Randy Newberg, Steve Nessel, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager, Christy Titus, guest host on RMEF Team Elk, and David Allen, the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back. We're back with my main man, Sherman Morris. Hey, but real quick, right before we get back into the college recruiting stuff, I got to give a big shout out to my man, Brandon Linder. Brandon Linder just signed a five-year extension with the Jacksonville Jaguars, making him the highest paid center in the National Football League. Congratulations, B-Lane. You're making us proud. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, Sherman, before we left, we were talking about that meaningful degree. And then when we got the break, you were able to shed some light on some things for me that I want the rest of our family to know. I want our family to know why is it that the University of Memphis is the number seven, is ranked seventh in the country 
as far as getting internships. Explain explain that to us, you know, FedEx and all that other stuff, the stuff that we talked about on break. Let the people know. Let the family know what's going on. Well, we're fortunate to be the major area for FedEx. So, I mean, you go to, if you land in, in the uh, Memphis International Airport, you're going to see uh, a couple hundred airplanes with FedEx, and you see them taking off and landing, like, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 seconds, it looks like they're constantly taking off and landing. So FedEx... International paper. Nike has one of its largest distribution centers here. Uh, we have a lot of industry here because obviously the Mississippi River being right here and, and trains running in and out. So business is what Memphis does, and it lends itself to a lot of Fortune 500 companies having their headquarters here, and it puts us in position because we have quality relationships with the heads of these companies, and, and a lot of our and our business program is really. Um, supported by these different companies because they want to hire Memphis graduates. You know, our training and the way that we prepare, we do a ton of internships with those companies. So, again, it gives us an advantage. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. So if I had a son, Sherman, I think he'd become the University of Memphis right about now. My son's a little bit too old. As a matter of fact, hey, he may not be too old. If you if you were taken, please take him because he needs to go to school. All right, man. He got a whole bunch of snaps in him. We'll make we'll make some more snaps with him. But that that's all right. Now, family, this is what I want us to understand because this is so important when it comes to recruiting. Now, you talked about how your kid had his own set of questions, and that is so important. And these questions have to be carefully thought out. And again, family. When these parents, when our parents are sitting around and you're getting ready to go through the, the, the recruiting process, a lot of parents that I've come in contact with, and Sherman and you as well, a lot of parents say, well, it's his call. It's, you know, it's his decision. This is true. It is his decision. But you got to also understand, he's an 18-year-old kid. He doesn't know as much as you do. He doesn't know the family situation. He doesn't know the financial situation. He doesn't know all the ins and outs of life. He's just 18. So we have to play a huge part in helping him make that decision. I was talking with one of my kids the other day that played football here for at Merritt Island. And he talked about when he was going through high school, he loved basketball. He loved basketball so much to where he spent most of his time playing basketball. But when it came to when, when he was going to a senior season, Dad stepped in and said, Dad, say, well, hey, look, son, you're going to play football and you're going to focus and concentrate on football. Now, hindsight is 2020, but the dad knew then the only way for his son to get a scholarship to go to college was going to be football. And that's where the age and maturity steps in and takes over because we know and understand that we've seen life already. These 18 year old kids haven't seen life. So what I'm suggesting to you all, and especially after listening to Coach Morris right here, have your own set of questions. Sit down with your son. Develop these questions and have them, and, and have them ready for these recruiters when they come into your town. Because, again, it's not just about the next four or five years of that kid's life. It's for the next 40 years. And, and how did Les say it? What was Les's? Oh, measure of success? Measure of, the full measure of success. Degree in one hand and championship ring on the next. Now let's add meaningful degree to that. Not just degree, 
but meaningful degree. And when we say meaningful degree, you go to college and when you get your degree or when you they tell you you got to get into a school or whatever it may be, business, sociology or criminal, whatever it may be, whatever your major may be. Let's make sure that it is a meaningful degree. And when you get out, not only when you get out, before you get, let's have these internships lined up. When parents and family, when you go out there and your son or one of these coaches come to your school or come to your house and they want to sit there and talk, man, it's great to talk football. I love football. Man, we talk football all day long. But football is only going to last for so long. And we've all had to hang those cleats up at one time or another. But what's going to last for a long time is grown man responsibilities. We're going to have those for a long time. And that's what you got to prepare yourself. That's what we got to prepare our kids for. Okay, so Sherman, I appreciate appreciate that part, and we're gonna get on. I got a few other questions for you, and um, you know we're gonna keep this thing rolling because again, I'm with the man right here. This is my dude. Okay, now there's there's a few um, new legislations that that have come up. We're gonna talk about that here in just a minute, and and I know you 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 got your opinion, and I got mine, and boy, that's gonna be a battle right there. And I'm gonna try to do it late in the show so we won't sit and take up all the time. Okay, but let's talk to these kids right now about what it actually takes to get recruited to play college football. I mean, you you just talked about how you guys had, you know, you watched 800 highlight tapes. You've seen over almost a thousand kids on film. What are you looking for when you evaluate in that film? Again, there there are each position. And and again, a few years back when I was studying this whole process of recruiting and, and position play and what coaches look for. I listen to my assistant coaches time and time again in order for me to develop a complete understanding of what they're looking for or asking the student athlete to do in a given position. What we call that is prototyping. We're looking for a certain size, a certain style of play. So that's, we call them, you know, these are different um, characteristics that the position has, right? Or traits. Mm-hmm. We're looking right. for those in every position. Speed, agility, catching radius, physicality, all these different things that we're looking for. We, we tag each position to that. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to improve every position. Now, each year, the ECA allows us to sign a maximum of 25 uh, prospective student-athletes. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're each, and, and of that, we want to fit that 25 into an 85 scholarship allotment, which is our maximum number. Now, in each position, you have a certain group that you, a certain number. Quarterbacks, you want to carry at least four quarterbacks. But offensive linemen, you want to carry, you know, it depends on the program. Some say 14, some say 16. The same thing on, 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 the, um, on the defensive line. And then the secondary, you want to carry a certain number. Those are your high numbers. Um, offensive line, defensive line, the reason your numbers are so high is because it takes time in order for those guys to develop. And what do right. I mean that by develop? You got an 18, 19 year old kid getting ready to play against a 21 year old man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it takes him, it takes him a little time in order to, to come an age. Whereas in the secondary, you're going to sign a ton of DBs because what happens with your defensive backs? Those those positions typically populate your special teams. And so you've got to have depth with those guys, your defensive backs and your receivers. Those are the guys that will play on your, um, on your punt return, on your kickoff return. They'll do all those different things for you. 
but you need to have an allotment set aside for it. And it's broken down a little bit more into um, the number of cornerbacks, the number of strong safeties. She said it depends on what kind of defense that you're running. But all of it is broken down in, uh, subdivided in the, into groups. And then you're looking to recruit to that number. So right now we've lost four deep four offensive linemen. Obviously, you need to replenish that. And that, as that class come of age, you got to have that freshman class that will, in a year and hopefully within a year and a half, be in position to start competing for a starting job. Whereas that defensive back, those guys are first rounders. They want to go like when we were in Baton Rouge and, and I, our first uh, two deep got drafted and some of those guys left early. That's where the junior colleges and some of that stuff come into play. But it really is all about the program's attrition and making sure that you really recruit to a model or a style of play because once you recruit a kid, it's, you're not recruiting them to really sit on the bench. You're recruiting them to compete for a position or a starting position. But realistically, in those interior lines, obviously you need a little more time to develop. But that's kind of the, you know, without really going into the minutiae of it all, that's really how it's all set up. But when we watch film, it's with purpose. And there are a ton of mistakes that the high school student-athlete makes when it comes to video. The first thing they need to understand is that we turn the volume all the way down because nobody cares about your music. We just want to watch you play. And, and, and they put way too many plays on there. You're talking about 25 to 35 of what I call sports center highlight plays. If I don't hear da-na-na, why is that play on there? Right. We want to see, we want to see you doing things that great players do. Right? Show me all right. the great things that you can do. And you need, only need 25 to 35 plays to do that. Right. Anything more than that, I've not really seen it. Anything more than that, it's because you're playing in a, um, a bad league or you're a quarterback and, you, and, and you're throwing the ball, you know, 40, 50 times a game and you have that many plays available. But typically it's not the volume that gets you the scholarship. It's the quality, and it's you. So, 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 so let, let, let me let me cut you off right there, though. Let me ask you this, though. Now, okay. let's say that there's probably only eight or nine plays on that highlight film. They're good plays, maybe not great plays, but it, it, can you get a can you get a true evaluation? Let's just say if a kid only catches eight nine balls in a season, could you get a true evaluation off of a, a short film like that? You know, what, what, what our staff typically does is we will red flag that as not enough okay. film not, or insufficient okay. film. What, what you would see right now, he does some good things, but you, you know, staff typically, again, we're not, as, as support staff, we're not allowed to evaluate film. Okay. Or, or what, right. our, what our assistant coaches, the team, the team, the head coach and the nine assistants are allowed to evaluate film, but because we're present in, in that room, you, you understand a lot that's going on. And so okay. when you look at a nine-clip, Highlight, it's an mm-hmm. anomaly. Either the kid has okay. been injured, there's something going on, and you want right. to go back and you want to try. If he's, if he's intriguing, then you typically are going to go back and you're going to try to find game film or find out exactly why there's only nine plays because he's dominant. He's been dominant all season, or he got hurt, exactly. or something happened. Exactly. So you want to find okay. out exactly. That, that right there tells me exactly what's going on. And not only that, they need to understand, you know, her is that we watch every scene. Staff notices right. everything on the sideline. They'll go back and they'll watch and see your, <laughs> your, 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 your tough games, the games that you didn't play well. They'll look at the games that you lost. They want to see your mannerisms. They want to see the sideline. They watch every little detail because, wow. again, they have to under, the high school student actually has to understand this. 
the coaches are taking care of their families by right. their ability to recruit right. and evaluate. Right. Hey, hey, Sherman, not, I need to cut you off right there because we need to take a break. But hold that thought because a lot of, I don't think a lot of kids understand that. Okay, again, we're talking about coaches providing for their families. And I'm one of them that was providing for my family pretty well. And now I'm back, back at home. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. But we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the recruits and what they need to do in order for them to get recruited. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we're back. I'm here with my main man, Sherman Morris. Sherman, man, that, that music come on, boy, I just get excited up here. I get to dance and move, and I'm sitting in the chair. My legs ain't moving, but, but my upper body show getting the groove on. Hey, but we, when we left, we were talking about the actual video that the recruits are putting together, okay? And what we, what we discussed was it's probably best for the, the player to minimize those to 25, th- those videos to 25 to 30 plays, max. And to get rid of the music, because I'm just like, we didn't listen to the music anyway. Sometimes the music got cuss words and stuff on there. And, you know, you, you're sitting around that table, and you're looking at all these other coaches, and they're looking at you with the big eyes, like, what in the world is this kid doing? But, family, get rid of the music. Ain't nobody listening to your music. All we want to do is see what you're doing out there on that football field. 25 to 30 plays. And everything that you do is being evaluated. From the time you walk on that football field to the time you get on that bus and go home, it's being evaluated. When you get on the sideline with your teammates, all that stuff is being evaluated. Are you coachable? How long, how well do you get along 
with your teammates? Do you respect your teammates? And then the one thing that we used to do, Sherman, and I learned this from an old buddy of mine, Melvin Bratton. Melvin and Alonzo Hotsmith, okay, Alonzo's um, one of the assistant scouts with the Green Bay Packers. Alonzo used to tell me all the time, Hurley, there's, there's three games that I'm going to watch. First game of the season, your rival game, playoff game, and then if you, you know, if you go to the state championship game, it'll be the fourth. So those are the games, and I'm telling you right now, family, when we as coaches, when we sit down and watch your games, those are the games that we want to watch. First game of the season, last game of the season, playoffs, championship game, or whatever it may be, to see how much better did you get from the first to the last game than your rival game. The game that you play that is against your rival team, how well are you going to show up in that game? Because, again, when I played at Miami, Florida State was my rival. And that's, that's the game I had to get ready for every, every year. And those are the games that we're going to watch. And everybody's a little bit different, but those are definitely the games that we're going to watch as a staff. Okay, now, Coach Morris, there's a bunch of new legislation going on. NCAA's come up with all these different rules. One of the most important rules that has changed over the years, and it's a big rule, and this is something that our kids really have to pay attention to, is this the 10 core courses. Could you elaborate? Could you talk to us a little bit about that and explain to the family what's going on with all of that and what they need to do in order for them to be successful? Okay, with NCAA, they require that a student athlete meets um, a certain academic standard in order to be um, eligible for uh, freshman, play as a freshman. If you fall below that but you're close, you can end up being an academic red shirt. But we're talking about 16 core courses. And what I would encourage parents to do, which is your math, your English, your sciences, uh, your social studies, as well, and your language arts. If you, I mean, your languages. If you, if you, I would encourage uh, parents to sit down with a counselor the freshman year and say, Johnny wants to be on, the, be on a college track. We want to take a look at your 48-H form. And we want to know what are the academic courses. And so some of those electives you can put aside because what you don't want to do is wait till you get to the 11th grade year because at the end of the 11th grade year, your 10 best courses from a, from a, from a core course standpoint is locked in. Now, once those mm-hmm. courses are locked in, your senior year, you can only make six more grades in order for you to be a qualifier and meet the NCAA minimum. Now, combine that, that core course with your performance on the ACT and the SAT gives you, uh, tells the institution whether you're eligible to be admitted or not. Now, there's a ton of athletes that are, are proficient, and a lot of them are on college track, and they do a good job, but there's some student athletes that fall behind, and that's when you got to take advantage of um, certified online courses, um, being from the state of Florida, like Florida Virtual School. Some of those courses can help you. But I would encourage parents to sit down the freshman year because when you start making C's and D's, those come back to haunt you. And right. that freshman year is so, so important to get off to a really, really good start academically and take courses, meaning take quality courses, take some academic rigor so that you're in position and you don't have to strain your senior, junior, senior year academically because you've made poor decisions. And it eliminates a huge segment of schools your Stanford's, 
your Wake Forces, your Dukes, all those schools are eliminated because the Michigans of the world, you're eliminated because they will not um, allow you to have the minimum. They have a standard, and you either meet or see that standard, which is um, higher than what the NCAA requires, or they will not admit you in the school. So oh. it's, it's important to understand what you need to do academically at, at the very, very beginning. But sit down with your counselor and understand the core courses, the 16 core courses, or go to NCAA.org and look up eligibility. It'll give you an outline on what courses. And, of course, talking to your counselor will tell you what school, what that school offers as far as, as, far as NCAA-approved courses. Okay. So now... As, as a freshman, when I come in, what I would behoove anybody to do, especially these parents, when your son walks into school as a freshman, it is your responsibility. We're going to put this on you, Coach Morris and myself. We're going to put this on you to go to, the, to, to go to your guidance counselor. Sit down with that guidance counselor and find out what it is that he can take, what he needs to take in order for him to be on track. Now, We've had kids that have done this in the past, and what it allows them to do, a lot of them, and I'm willing to say about 80% of them that I know, were able to graduate early and be mid-year enrollees, which is another topic of conversation. We can't have that conversation right now. We can hit on just a little bit. But being a mid-year enrollee and graduating early, going in mid-year, it's so much, it, it helps you so much in the development as a, as a football player and an a student athlete, actually. Because now, when you if you graduate in January, you graduate in December, January, you get to school in January, you now get a chance to get acclimated to college, acclimated to taking those college courses, being on your own, away from home, being forced to get up on your own and, and handle your business as a young man and being responsible. But it's also giving you enough time to where you don't have to worry about the demands of a football season. Because when you go to school in, in August, you got training camp, then you got games. You got games, you got practice, you got study hall, you got classes. There's a, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, a lot of demands on a young man at 17, 18 years old that happens when you go to school in August as opposed to in January. But if you, if you as a, a, a parent get involved the ninth grade, when they're going into the ninth grade, you get involved, you go to your guidance counselor, you look up the 48-H, you, you, you get those 10 core classes, you get them mapped out from his freshman, sophomore, junior year, senior season, and he, he's, he, there's, no, there's no telling what he can do. And Hurley, one thing that it also does, too, we got graduating early, it puts mm-hmm. you in a position to, by the time you're a senior in college, you have an opportunity to earn two degrees. Your exactly. undergraduate and a master's degree, because most right. students are on track to graduate in three and a half years. So you got that additional time where you can have an undergraduate and a master's degree in four years. So now we're talking about that meaningful degree. Yes, sir. Yes. Wow. Okay. Good. Hey, guys. We um we got a, another friend of ours, the legend himself, Larry Bluestein. He's joining us. Larry, Larry has been helping kids for over decades down in South Florida, help, helping kids get scholarships, getting them exposure, the whole nine yards. And we're fortunate enough to be able to have Larry join us right here. Larry, how you doing? I'm doing good, Hurley. How are you doing? 
Man, I'm, hey, if I was doing any better, I'd be Larry Bluestein. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm dodging yeah, hey, lightning bulbs down here today. Hey, you and everybody else, trust me. Yeah, we had that tropical hear, storm yeah. come through here last night, and man, it just screwed up everything. And now it's 91 degrees, and there's not a cloud in the sky. Poor hot there. That's Florida yeah. weather for you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, South Florida's the lightning capital of the world, so uh, wow. right now we're in the midst of it. So, yeah, I'm doing oh. great. Uh, season started yesterday. Uh, never ends, but the season, I guess, if people want to say that it started yesterday, I'll agree with them. But, yeah, you well, know, it's right you, It's right you around know, the corner now. It's just time to go. It's go time. So. I had my first practice yesterday. The Merritt Island yeah. Mustang. Oh, yeah. There they are. And we're ready to roll, baby. We're going to be good, Larry. I know. I saw you in the summer. Uh, yeah. You, you oh, yeah. got some pretty good pieces there. Yeah, buddy. Hey, I'm, I got Sherman... Coach, do you remember Sherman Morris? Yes. Who's director of recruiting right now with the University of Memphis. And we've just been talking about recruiting and, you know, graduating early and it's 10 core courses and the whole nine yards. But there's a couple of questions that I wanted to ask Sherman before he gets out of here. And the one, the other new rule, Sherman, and Larry, I'm glad, glad you're able to join us right here at this, at this particular moment because we want to hit this and, and we're going to battle this around, throw this around a little bit. This new rule that the NCAA's come out with about not being able to hire coaches, high school coaches, to work their camps. What are your thoughts on that, Larry? And Sherman, I'm going to get to you I, in just a second. Yeah, I, I think it, uh, you know, it, I think it hurts the schools because that's how the kids used to get there. You know, right. the coaches used to come, uh, you know, the, uh, they, they were paid for what they did, to, you know, to help coach and stuff like that and bring up kids, you know, I mean, I, I, they're, they're trying, you know, to meet and, and you know that when they couldn't come out in spring, it, right. it was logically the worst rule they ever made. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, it, it's their business, it's their restaurant, it's their hotel. They should be able to pick their own employees. And when they can't go out and eyeball these kids in the spring, you know, you have a problem. So now they're going to handcuff you again, your best ally. And just in my opinion, because, you know, I go to, you know, I don't just go to one or two schools. I go to all the schools and I see how having these high school coaches come up, you know, pay them to come up and pay them to, to coach um, helps get a lot of these bodies on, on campus because a lot of these kids couldn't afford to go up there and drive up there by themselves. You know, and, okay. and they don't have that, you know, they don't have that, uh, you know, way, especially in South Florida. A lot of those kids are lucky to get, you know, to get a new pair of sneakers once in a while, let alone taking these long trips. So, yeah, I think right. it hurts. Okay, Sherman, we got 30 seconds before we go to break. So I want you to give me your opinion in 30 seconds, then we're going to come back to the same topic. As a former high school coach, uh, I think it hurts not only the, the student athlete, but I think, I think it hurts the, uh, the high school coach his development and his opportunity to advance his career. You're absolutely right. Now, with having coached at the University of Miami and having lost a bunch of kids because that rule was not in place, I got to say I'm in favor of the rule. I got, we gonna, we, I, don't, I don't want nobody to even talk about it. I ain't going to give you a chance to talk about it yet. But I'm in favor of that rule, even though I'm a high school coach right now. But, man, I tell you, we lost a lot of kids because that rule was not in place. But I will say this. Those kids have gone off and they've been extremely successful 
and I'm proud of them. Yeah. So, but on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Sherman Morris and the legend himself, Larry Bluestein, my man. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. is the get down with hurley brown to reach our show today call in to 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to the get down with hurley brown at gmail.com now back to the show family we're back with the legend himself larry bluestein and my main man sherman morris director of recruiting from the university of memphis Okay, Sherman, I know you got to go. You, you guys have started practicing everything. But what I want to do before you get out of here, and again, we're talking to one of the best directors of recruiting in the entire country, Sherman Morris. Sherman, I want you to give your advice to a high school football player who wants to play major college football. What does he have to do to get recruited? Perform in the classroom first. There's a ton of football out there, but it all begins with your academics. If you're taking care of your business in the classroom, the game is much, much easier to, to, to play if you're taking care of your business in the classroom. And then work away from the game. Make sure that, and I, I know that guys are concentrating on one sport, you know, but make sure that you're working and training and developing your skills and then put that on display. Make sure that you are a true teammate, that you're doing things that are positive on and off the football field. Make sure that when a coach comes to recruit you, that your community is, has positive things to say about you because not only are we going to go and to the high school, coaches are trained to go and find out who you are. They go to the barbershop. They go to the local chicken restaurant. They go to all those different places to find out who you are 
as far as character is concerned. All those things matter. And, again, put that on display. When you get an opportunity, make sure that your highlights are organized and really, really structured, and you're showing things, dominant traits that great players are doing, and you have those same things in common. If you do that, you put yourself in great positions. And then when they show up, I would encourage guys to make their decision so that they have a place to go because the longer you wait in the process, opportunity dries up. Don't start getting into the business of collecting offers. Get in the business of deciding what's the best fit for me and then make that home. Awesome. Now, family, you heard it. You heard it from one of the best in the business. Sherman, appreciate you. We're getting ready to start talking about kids and the NCAA rules says that College coaches, directors of recruiting cannot talk about individual kids. So we're going to let you go. But, hey, I want you to tell Coach Norvell, good luck. To get down with Hurley Brown says we're going to be supporting the University of Memphis with everything we got. Hopefully you guys will come down south and we can catch a game. Good luck to you, homeboy. Thanks so much. Appreciate you coming on the show. You got it. Blue, what's happening? I'm, you know, I'm just keep on going and, you know, the energy, energizer bunny and it's ready to go. And, you know, we just, ne- and we have the thing that we have this f- Saturday is one of those state of the art things that at the new, uh, hard rock stadium, we have 119 schools for the dolphins media day. Really? <laughs> seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. And I make sure that Tuan Russell and, and Troy Drayton don't go anywhere because wow. I'll tell you what, uh, it's a long day, but it's a, it's a great day, you know, cause you get to see every kid and I sit, you know what? I sit in the interview room. So every uh-huh. team comes through. So I get a chance to see all of them because I just like to see, you know, and, and that's the best part. And, and you know, Hurley, that um, when you take a look back, how many years, when I first started this, there was n- none of this existed. Exactly. Exactly. No, none of it. You're absolutely, absolutely right. And I tell you what, Blue, I mean, because back when you first started doing it, I don't know if anybody was doing what you were doing. You revolutionized the game. Yeah. Well, there oh, were yeah. a couple national people, but you okay. know, like, like Max M. Fingers came after me and the Tom Lemmings came after me. I started right. when I was in high school in 1970. And, wow. um, you know, I mean, yeah, you're talking. Blue, I was like, born in 1969. Yeah, well, I was born a few <laughs> years before. But, hey, yeah, real but quick, we got about four or five minutes before we close the show. Oh, All right, oh, hey, oh, give oh, me oh. your top ten teams. In the state, high school football teams in the state of Florida. Give me your top ten. I say St. Thomas stays at number one. A team that okay. a lot of people haven't heard about in a lot of years, but they're stacked to the gills is Miami Northwestern. American Miami Northwestern. A week, a month ago, I would have said maybe lower top ten, but then they they went on a as they say a shopping cart spree, and now they're they're sitting at number three. Carroll City's defending six A state champions. I think they go to four. So there's two, four South Florida teams. Then we're going to break it up with the Tampa Plant team that I watch. They're well coached, uh, but uh, you know they got seven A's. Probably a collision course with St. Thomas again. Then right after that, you have Miami Central. You you know you've seen those teams. You can't leave Miami Central out of any conversation. Exactly. The only way exactly. they can be left out is on their own, and we'll see what happens. But those eight teams in the region figures that that district will have three of the eight teams, which is not too bad. Uh, I say Jacksonville Trinity Christian. They're on the way. They're, they're 5A now. They're going to push them and Jacksonville Bowls. I think they have a little bit too much talent. Coco's a surprise. They got a gut by Booker T. Washington. 
They did it last year. Uh, you know Ice Harris is as good a coach as they come, and he surrounds himself with one of the better coaching staffs. They're, they're not young guys. They're older guys who are soothing and knowledgeable and don't do a whole lot of yelling, and uh, they do a good job. And then I think Armwood is back in the mix again in 6A, and, uh, you know, Mainland disappoints me for some reason. They have all the talent in the world, and I think they should always be there, but then, you know, they just can't get over the hurdle of the of the overall team speed that South Florida, you know, teams bring. And I think there's a good top ten to start it with. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to add a couple more to that. Um, Mainland, I got a chance to watch Mainland over at UCF, and I think this is going to be a great year for them. And you're right, they got to go, they got to get over that hump when they, when they play yeah. South Florida teams, okay? But I think this is the year that they can do that. I'm also going to I'm going to add Orlando Jones to that. Yeah. yeah Orlando yeah. Jones. I got a I chance to watch Orlando Jones play against Coco last year. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. they should have won that game. Yeah, they should. There's no oh, reason that they should They're not have right won there. that game. And I think Eli's doing a hell of a job over there. Eli, keep doing what you're doing, man. We're proud of you. As a matter of fact, no, Eli, doggone it, I'm wrong. I'm not proud of you. And stop doing what you're doing because you're in our distribution. If we, when we get to the playoffs, we got to play Orlando Jones. Eli, yeah, stop doing what you're doing. We got to wow. beat them, but we're going to beat them. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my school, and I think we're going to do a hell of a job. That's the other team that I wanted to add to that, to the top ten. We forgot to I'm talk okay. about plantation. Yes, sir. The mighty Mustangs, baby. Merritt Island. Small island, yeah. big dream. That's what we do down here, Blue. We dream big. I know. We're I going know. to state this shit, baby. We're going. We're going. And you heard it right I here hope. first on the get down. Now, hey, hasn't Blue. Hasn't happened in a while. Oh, you had to say that. Come on, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I started this when the Leon Bryce and uh, yeah, the guys yeah. from Aldo Williams and the Aldo Williams, and Leon Bright. Exactly. And I'll tell you one thing. I, I know you don't remember. Uh, you probably do because you're like an elephant. Clint Hurdle. Clint yeah. Hurdle. You and at University of Miami Hurricanes. There you go. Quarterback. There you go. Exactly. He signed a national letter of intent with the University of Miami to go play at the, with, yeah. at the University of Miami as a quarterback. He was the first one from Merritt Island to do it. I thought I was first. Wow. But I wasn't. Besides, Her- Besides Hurley Brown, is it Derek Brown or is it um, Bubba McDowell or is it that gentleman? Bubba McDowell, Eric Ham, Daryl Spencer. No, I'm saying who is the most successful Mustang besides you? Clint Hurdle. Yeah, I think well, no Clint doubt. is good. Yeah. I mean, Clint's the man. Clint's the manager right now with, I think, uh, Pittsburgh, the Pirates. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. uh, I played in this golf tournament this year. 14 years old, so. Wow. Yeah, wow. But anyway, like hey. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, Larry. I will. We'll get we'll, you back on the we'll show once back. the season starts, and we'll see what that top 10 looks like after it shakes up a little bit. But right. it's been we'll, a it's, we'll, Go ahead. We'll come back and talk to, about some players, too, later on, too. Exactly, because I want to talk about that quarterback over there at Olympia. Oh, yeah. He's a nice one. Yeah, buddy. He's a, hey, that's Dante Culpepper in the making, right? Yeah, Big yeah. old <laughs> athletic. He's got a cannon. But, hey, guys, I'm getting ready to get out of here. It's been my show for the day. I had a great time talking with Sherman Morris and um, the legend himself, Larry Bluestein, my guy. Welcome. Ray Ellis is up next. So please stay tuned. He's going to be here, and Ray's got a great show lined up for you. He's ready to go, and we're going to come back next week, and we're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk all the college and pro teams in the state of Florida. We're going to talk about my main man over there, Jameis Winston, 
with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to talk about Mark Rick and the Miami Hurricanes. We're going to talk about Charlie Strong and the South Florida Bulls, Scott Frost and UCF. And we're going to go all the way up to Tallahassee and talk. Now, I just got my tickets to the game, Blue. I got my tickets to the Miami-Florida State game in Tallahassee. I will be there. And we're also going to come back and we're going to talk about my main man, Randy Shannon, who's the defensive coordinator at the University of Florida. Talk about what him and Coach Jim McElwain are doing over there. And those guys are doing something great. SEC football. This is, the sh- this is my, sh- my show to get down with Hurley Brown. We're ready to get out of here. Get down. tuning into the get down with hurley brown the coach wants you to join us again next week tuesday at 12 noon pacific time and 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel we'll have another great show ready to roll next week